De Florenzi, eccolo il cross tagliato di testa che da go! Il magnifico! Il magnifico! Il magnifico rettore! Capital of the world. What a strike! What a goal! What a comeback! What a game! There are no words to describe it! It's the TC Martin Show! Les Géorges, mais cette fois-ci, il y en a pas pour Marco Reus! Très fort devant le but! Prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Largo pifio. Messi la tiene. Messi, Messi, Messi. Ahí está Iniesta. Gol! 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 Cerebro! Cerebro! Cerebro Iniesta! The doctor is now in. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Is that a thing, Thanksgiving Eve? I think it is. is, But to me, Thanksgiving Eve wouldn't be until the evening. It's the day before Thanksgiving right now. Thanksgiving Eve, to me, officially would start at like 5 or 6 p.m., at least when the sun goes down. I'm thinking the same thing. Same thing. It can't be Eve until the sun goes down. Yeah, it can't be Eve in the day. That's right. Don't let the sun go down on me. Elton John. Now you can have lunch with Eve in the day, but you can't have Thanksgiving Eve in the day. All right. Today, we've got all kinds of stuff to hit on today. More COVID news. We've got postponements in the National Football League. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will join us as we talk NBA free agent signings and the beginning of the NBA season right around the corner. Brian Salmon will join us, our great sports director over at News 3. Brian Benowitz, our gracious host of the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, the VP of Casino Operations there, our college football, hockey, ice skating guru will join us. And uh, we'll talk about some local COVID issues here in town, as you know that uh, Governor Sisolak instituted the more cutbacks. Uh, Didn't shut everything down like a lot of people were fearing. 25% capacity at the casinos, restaurants. Uh, your hair salons, nail salons, they got to, to stay open. They were kind of exempt from that. So uh, we'll, we'll get some local uh, feeling and some casino industry news from Double B about that, but also a lot of uh, football that we are going to touch on uh, today as well. T.C. Martin, Ballpark Frank here in the house. Uh, we are live here today. We will be off tomorrow and Friday. We will not be live. However... You still get to listen to the show tomorrow and Friday as we put together two great Best of T.C. Martin Show episodes for tomorrow and Friday from uh, 2 to 4 p.m. So if you're rolling around town, driving to maybe friends, family, relatives, house, make sure you have the radio on or stream it live at tcmartinshow.com or, of course, you're locally in Las Vegas, AM 1400 KSHP. And... You can listen to some of the great uh, interviews we had over the past year. You will uh, hear some comedy from Sinbad and Asia Wilson, Frank Caliendo, uh, uh, Steve Heitner from Seinfeld fame, Kenny Banya. And, of course, we got some great stuff from Trevor Maddich and Steve Berline, Mickey Sudo, uh, the Las Vegas native who won the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest for the, what, the seventh straight year. 
setting a record. So a Does lot of he eat turkey dogs for Thanksgiving. That is a great question, and we should <laughs> maybe call her and, and and ask her that. But uh, yeah, a lot of great interviews that we've had over the past few months or so. And, and I think uh, I said we'll he, I meant she. She, of so. course. Yeah, don't call <laughs> Mickey a he. Mickey is uh, definitely a she. But uh, anyway, uh, so make sure you tune in for that tomorrow and Friday, and uh, we will uh, be back live. Monday to recap a very, very busy four-day weekend as well. Or if you're doing an old traditional Thanksgiving and you're preparing the meal at your house, be sure to turn on the radio there to help you get through things better, you know, and, you know, put a little extra spice in that, a little get a little giddy up in your in your preparing that Thanksgiving meal out there. And what do you got to do to the turkey? You got to get a brine it? You got to brine it, I guess. That's what the quake says. No. You got to brine the turkey. Otherwise, your meat's too dry from what I understand. Yes. We, we don't want <laughs> dry meat. No. How do you cure dry meat, by the way? Puts the lotion in the basket. There you go. <laughs> there he is. That's Ballpark Frank. He's here till Thursday, <laughs> and then he's off for four days. No, I'm, I'm here until I'm, I'm here until it's almost actually Thanksgiving the, Eve. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We want to start the program off today with some very very sad news. Uh, one of the greatest athletes uh, and definitely soccer players of all time, maybe only second to the great Pele, is Diego Maradona, and he died early this morning. He had battled health issues recently, underwent emergency surgery for a subdural uh, hematoma. He suffered a heart attack at his home outside of Buenos Aires early this morning. He was only 60 years old. Obviously, if you are a soccer fan, not even maybe a diehard fan, but maybe a casual soccer fan. You know the name Diego Maradona, captain the Argentina World Cup team to glory in 1986, as well as reaching the final in 1990. Uh, at the height of his career, uh, he also was a part of that great uh, uh, Napoli team from 1984-1991 in the Italian League. They won two Italian League titles. Uh, so Diego Maradona sadly dies at the age of 60, Frank. And, you know, we've talked about so many of these fantastic, legendary athletes from all sports all year that have passed. And as we come to the end of 2020, arguably one of the greatest soccer players of all time passes. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but to this day, every time I see Argentina running up and down the field in those white and blue striped jerseys that are so iconic that you just automatically think of Argentina, I'm always still looking for him on the field, even though he's not there. He wasn't really that big of a guy. He was kind of a shorter guy, proving that soccer was an every man's game, that you know, size certainly helps if you're striking and you're jumping up, but he could do it in so many different ways. Extremely crafty with his footwork, could dribble around people. Of course, he had the hand of God goalie had the goal of the century which I think is arguable but it's it's certainly one of the most iconic goals ever like you mentioned led them to a world championship in the world cup uh, Argentina's never quite had that same type of success also brought them to the finals once where I believe they lost to West Germany and along with Napoli yeah. also played for Barcelona and you know of course now we think of Barcelona and you think of Cristiano and Messi and, and all the other great players out there but yeah I mean Diego was certainly one of the uh, most iconic and best known players in the world probably the player best known certainly after Pele. I still think Pele's the one that really put soccer on the map, played for the New York Cosmos, uh, was even in the movie Victory with Sylvester Stallone, and you know where they redid his iconic bicycle kick to win the, the World Cup. But yeah, Maradona just absolutely mm -hmm. sensational, and he could do things with his feet that you'd think only like a point guard could do in basketball or something like that with his hands. Very, very talented, talented player, and like you said, all soccer players, they're, they're mm -hmm. such great athletes. Yeah. You know, such a worldwide sport, such a global sport, I think for a lot of Americans, 
they kind of resonate with Pele. You're talking about, you know, 1974. But if, you know, I think from the uh, European, even South American or worldwide, even, you know, in Mexico as well, too, you really resonate with Maradona. I mean, because what he did during the 80s and the 90s uh, was just uh, unfathomable. And he, he was one of the greats. So, like we said, Diego Maradona dies at the age of 60 from a heart attack. Uh, there will actually be three days of national mourning in the country of Argentina. This is how serious they, they take this. And, our, you know, he is, you know, like many athletes, the way Manny Pacquiao is in the, in the Philippines, I mean, more popular than, than your president uh, or anyone in, in that country. Uh, president Alberto Fernandez had this to say. He said, to Maradona, you took us to the highest place in the world. You made us immensely happy. You were the greatest of all. Thanks for existing, Diego. We are going to miss you the rest of our lives. So three days of national mourning in the country of Argentina. Yeah, and, and, and it just shows the impact that he had. Like you said, he, he's somebody, he's, he's bigger than the president and stuff like that in a place like that because he is a worldwide. He's, he's a national treasure for Argentina because he was worldwide, because he brought them the World Cup, but then also had success on the biggest stages in the world in the other soccer leagues. And, you know, and like I said, to this day, I mean, if you have watched soccer at all, you know Argentina is the blue and white shirts. You see them running up and down the field. I mean, he was just, he was at one point bigger than the game. Him, Pele, and to this day, I mean, there's Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, right. and they're both super big, and in their countries, they're kind of that same thing, but because he was before that, uh, and he really helped put soccer on the map in this country, and I think maybe that's why you, when you mentioned Pele, I think maybe he's a little bit more thought of over here because he played for the New York Cosmos and he played over in this right. league, but Maradona did it in, in, in the biggest leagues on the planet. Not that Pele didn't right. as well, but just uh, yeah, j- j- just an excellent player. And I know he also, uh, it wasn't that long ago that he just recovered from brain surgery because right. he had the heart problems and that before, so just uh, had some health problems. I think he also humanized himself when he had a little problems with some drug addiction and things like that. And yeah. to some people, that kind of made him a little bit more. He is one of us. As great as he is and as much of a deity as he is in Argentina, he was still a human being who had problems and things like the normal man. And that's one of the things, you know, when we basically eulogize someone, and this is what we're doing right here right now with Diego Maradona, I am very hesitant to talk about their problems off the field and that sort of thing because you want to glorify that person or, and remember him. And, and some people will say, well, that's bad taste. But I will say, and, and since you brought it up, I mean, there were some notable lows with Diego Maradona. I mean, he was a very controversial figure. You remember he got kicked out of the World Cup in 1994 yep. for being found guilty of doping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know some people, are, and I'm sure there's people around the world that are saying, well, he died at age 60 because of you know, the heart problems he had, probably from doing drugs and the alcohol abuse and, and all of that stuff. I mean, and you mentioned it. He was hospitalized with a severe heart and respiratory problems related to his long battle with drug addiction uh, you know, years ago. He had undergone two gastric bypass operations to control his weight, and he received treatment for alcohol abuse uh, just within the last you know, five to ten years. So, again, you know, had a heart attack recently, had that heart attack early this morning uh, outside of his home, or rather in his home outside of Buenos Aires. Did that lead to it? Possibly. But, you know, I, those are things that we should bring up, but I'd rather just focus on the greatness that we've seen from him uh, on the pitch. 
Yeah, and, and like I say, and I didn't bring it up to to oh. bring him down in any way whatsoever. I'm just saying, in in some ways, I think it made him more busy because no, no your point how, is well taken. Yeah, it's, no, he's a regular human yeah, being. Yeah, he's a regular guy. He yeah. had everyday problems like a lot of people do, but he fought his demons and he conquered his demons, and he's still the most iconic person. When you think of Argentina. You'd probably think of either Evita and or Maradona. You think of Maradona. I mean, those are the two doubt. things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. th- that that's what it's known right. for. And 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 on the sports world, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. He is the person. He is the man. Like you said, three days of mourning for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they used to do in the old days during the old, you know, the Trojan War and that when when somebody when they put him on the pyre mm-hmm. and they had the funeral and that they'd there'd be three days of mourning for the king or whatever right. or, or the number one soldier. So yeah, I mean, he he was an iconic legendary item and at 60 years old it's it's sad and you mentioned the weight problems in that yeah yeah he, he was a smaller guy so you know when you're smaller than that you put on weight it shows up a lot more than some other people out there but that's what made it so wonderful because he was that good then he had his downfall but then he picked himself back up and he was still going out there and he was still doing stuff and kids looked up to him and adults looked up to him and you know the legend passed on and on and the legend will continue to pass on in argentina and hopefully around the world and as sad as this day is, you know, at least his suffering and his health problems are over now. And the other thing about it is people that maybe don't know him, there's going to be footage, there's going to be video on that, and you're going to see some of the stuff and you're going to go, wow, that yeah. is amazing what that yeah. guy did. So obviously we uh, open today talking about his death. We open with our soccer open, which he was part of with there. And uh, here are a couple great goal calls that featured the great Diego Maradona. Here's Maradona and England have contained him pretty well so far. This looking dangerous. That's a poor clearance. Maradona with Shilton. Looked like handball, that. Maradona celebrating, and the goal's going to be given. Shilton furious, and so is Peter Reid. And the England manager, Bobby Robson, can't believe it. Definitely looks like handball, but the goal stands. But we haven't been able to control the play in midfield the way that Maradona has been able to do. Yeah, Diego Maradona, a couple uh, goals against England in the World Cup. So yeah. classic stuff right there. And I think the one where you heard the handball, that's known yeah. as the hand-to-God goal. Right. Like, just, uh, uh, you know, and he had the uh, the goal, the century goal, which a lot of people look mm-hmm. at, and, and, and that was just an incredible mm-hmm. goal as well. And if you haven't seen it, check it out, because the goal itself I didn't mm-hmm. think was necessarily that spectacular, mm-hmm. but the fact that he took it from before mm-hmm. midfield and dribbled around like five guys, he, yeah. he dribbled around the mm-hmm. entire that team and then beat the goaltender. So speaking of which, okay, you can hear it right now. There's no uh, American English version of that, but if you speak Spanish, you will understand it. The goal of the century. Yeah. 
Diego Maradona. So I don't know what was better, the actual goal or that call. Can you imagine if Gus Johnson was doing that call? <laughs> I, I, I I couldn't have said it better than myself. I, I know the Mexican restaurant next door to us right now. They are all jumping up and down, <laughs> celebrating a goal, and they don't even know why. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there it is, classic stuff. And uh, you know, usually, when you hear exciting calls like that, it's like, okay, that's uh, you know the, the home, you know the Argentina, you know. Not, but again, that's how you know he resonated, you know, throughout the world. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why I kind of set it up beforehand, saying what it was, so people, if they didn't understand what they were saying, like I didn't, that they would kind of know what's going right. on. He's dribbling around people all over the place. And it also kind of made me reminisce, and I'm thinking, well, listen to that when announcers had to shout over a crowd to even be heard because you heard the crowd noises in the background. Right. So that was nice. It's also nice to hear soccer when it was called before the Vuvuzelas came out oh, because yes. those things drove me crazy yeah. when they had the one in, in Africa. Yeah, South Africa, exactly. <laughs> oh, that was nuts. All right, so Diego Maradona dies at the age of 60 earlier today. All right, so that is the biggest news in the sports world today. I mean, that is global. Here in the United States, there's more COVID news here. And the next biggest story is what happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. We touched upon it a little bit yesterday that, uh, you know, first we you know, knew it was the running back core that were, was going to be hurt with this with Mark uh, Ingram out. And then uh, also Brandon Williams on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, now I believe there's a total of five Ravens that we know of that have tested positive. So the NFL moved the game off of Thursday night football, Thanksgiving, tomorrow night, and it is now moved to Sunday at 10.15 our time, Pacific time, 1.15 Eastern time. Again, highly anticipated game, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, 10-0, and taking on the Ravens, who are sliding a little bit here, losing two in a row. Uh, this is a, a huge game. NBC had the um, broadcast scheduled for tomorrow night. So they're going to keep their crew in place. You know, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Michelle Tavoy and company, they will now hang there till Sunday. Or, uh, well, I'm sure that, that Al, Chris, and, and Michelle will, will go and spend time uh, you know, with their families, but be back on Sunday. But the game will be on NBC. So during that morning time slot, you'll have games on Fox, CBS, and NBC. But arguably the game of the day. Uh, that does leave us this void that we talked about. NBC not having a primetime game on Thanksgiving night. Not sure what they're going to show in its place, but uh, we have no football for Thursday. That game officially has been moved, uh, not postponed. Uh, well, well, postponed, but not canceled. Postponed and moved till Sunday, so it will still be played during this week. Some Pittsburgh Steelers not real happy about this. And uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, their wide receiver, uh, had some telling things to say regarding this as well, too. He went on Twitter and said, First, the NFL takes away our bye week because another team can't get their COVID situation together. Now they take away our Thanksgiving primetime game for the same reason. Shake my head. And also Clayton Claypool, the rookie from Notre Dame, also 
just uh, you know not happy about it. And again, the Steelers are are blaming the Ravens for th- this game being taken away. I think kind of like what Dabo Sweeney in, in Clemson is feeling, what happened last Saturday uh, with Florida State. Now, that's a little bit different situation there. Again, like Dabo said, hey, I think the Florida State players want to play. I believe the coaching staff wants to play, but the administration, obviously they don't. You know, we spent all that money, $300,000. It's going to affect our athletic department for not playing the game. But this is something that people just need to get used to. We have had to adapt, you know, going back to the spring with the cancellations of March Madness and and everything else, uh, postponements, Major League Baseball, uh, NBA, WNBA in bubbles, the NHL also. And, you know, we've seen... Just postponement after postponement, cancellation after p- cancellation with with college football. The NFL has tried to plug through this the best they can, but the bottom line is this stuff is going to happen. And like we said, as we head into the winter months, into the stretch season of the NFL, get used to it. There's no need for anyone to place any blame on anything. This is just the way 2020 is. This is the way it is in life. This is the way it is in the sports world. We just have to deal with it. I'm sad. We're not going to have this marquee game on Thursday night. So I can, you know, kick back, watch football, eat turkey, whatever. I have a void, just like we all have a void, but there's nothing we can do about it. Well, no, but I will say this in defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers stand on this, because I'm looking at the story right now in the article. All seven Baltimore players have tested positive and some of the coaches as well. All seven players will not be competing whether the game is tomorrow night or Sunday. So if the players aren't going to be there anyhow, I can see where the Steelers would say, well, wait a second, we've already practiced. We've primed ourselves for this game, not brined it like a turkey, Mm. but primed it, getting ready for the game. So if the guys aren't going to be there, what difference does it make? Why can't we still do it on the Thursday night? Well, what the NFL said was they wanted to give it more time for to find out if other players you know, test positive because they're doing more and more tests and, and to take it from there. And then I think then they would have the leeway to say, okay, maybe we're going to postpone this game towards the end of the season. test of the Southern Nevada Inyo County, California Emergency Alert System. Broadcasters, cable operators, and the National Weather Service has set up the EAS as a way for public safety officials to keep you informed in the event of a disaster. With one call, officials can instantly access local radio, television, and cable stations to provide life-saving information on staying safe during floods, fires, hazardous material spills, or other emergencies. This station provides this service free of charge as a part of our commitment to serve the community. Stay informed and safe by listening and watching your favorite local radio, television, and cable stations. This concludes today's test of the emergency alert system. Move it to. Their bye week's already been gone. 
You know, they've already lost their bye week. So where would you move it to? Is there time to move it? Do you extend the season another week? Do you take that bye week that maybe we would have going into the playoffs and go, well, you're going to play a regular season game when the other teams are starting wild cards or something. Baltimore could be a wild card team. So that's where I understand it from Pittsburgh's frustration going, we've done everything right, and now we've been penalized essentially for the second time. NBC's also been penalized by losing a primetime game on Thanksgiving. And we always talk about how it's the money. Well, in this case, it's not. With the Saban thing, I'm curious because remember that last time when we thought Saban might not coach, and then he did get the negative test and he coached on the sideline. Remember the difference that that had on the line? Well, what is the line? Is it the same difference here in the Iron Bowl? And if you ask Saban if you had to miss one of the games, he probably in hindsight wishes that he would have just got it before and have missed that game instead of the Auburn-Iron Bowl game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this stuff is there. I know we're going to get into basketball later, and there's a bunch of college basketball games going on today, and there's also a bunch of cancellations Mm -hmm. because of COVID. But, yeah, we do have to get used to it. But there's still got to be frustration, and I certainly do understand the frustration even more from the people that are doing everything right. Right. And I'm not saying the Ravens aren't. Maybe it just broke out and there's nothing they could do about it. But when you're doing everything right and you literally have no tests, and now you've been affected for the second time this season, and now you're playing on Sunday, maybe, if there's no other test out there, I can understand the frustration. These guys are going for history trying to make an undefeated season, and, and now they get another hurdle? Remember the conversation we had the other day regarding, well, playing Monday night football, Sunday night football, Thursday night primetime. Do these players care or not? It was right there what Schuster said in his tweet. He goes, taking away a Thanksgiving primetime game for us. Yes, they want to play this game. Now, they're 10-0. and 0. They, want to be, they want to play for a couple reasons. One is, okay, Thursday, it's primetime. They want to be on that national stage. They're the hottest team in football right now. And trying to go for a perfect 16-0 season. And they also kind of want to get this game out of the way so they can enjoy their weekend as well, too. But this playing on Sunday night football, Monday night, and in this case isn't your regular Thursday night game. You know, this is the Thanksgiving day game, night game that everybody is watching, equivalent to what the NBA has on Christmas Day. So yeah, they care. They want to play. They want the Ravens. They want the Ravens, whether they're strong, weak, or whatever, they just want to get out there and play because they are rolling right now. And again, I I understand it from the Steelers' standpoint. As fans, we want to see the game from a selfish standpoint. Players want to play from a selfish standpoint. And again, yeah, when you're doing everything right and someone else gets it, but I guess the point of the matter is anybody can get it. And a lot of times there's no rhyme or reason why you get it. Oh, now, if, if there's a story that, that comes out that, hey, these 10 guys were together, they're, they're at a bar after you know, last Sunday's game, whatever. Well, okay, then, then it takes a whole different meaning. No, I agree so. with you. And I, and I think you also touched on another thing there when you mentioned the fact, yeah, they want to play it. First off, the Ravens are they're weak right now. They are primed to get beat. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh wants to get that. They're going for history like we mentioned. The other thing, too, is all of a sudden they go from a short week having a Thursday game to then they have Friday, Saturday, Sunday up. Maybe they actually get a couple days off. Now they got a game again on Sunday, so they still have to practice again. They still have to – it messes up their routine. And then instead of having a big 
a big slate before their next Sunday game where they could have had a, a lot of time to enjoy and maybe relax a little bit and get ready to go. Now they're going to have the normal week again. So so there are a lot of factors. And like I say, I understand their frustration. I also understand what the NFL is doing. And you do have to be adaptable and, and adjust here right now. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have moved the game, but I'm just saying from a Pittsburgh Steelers standpoint, I get the frustration, especially oh, yes. when you and haven't so do done so anything do wrong whatsoever. Now let me tell you, here's the bigger picture, okay? The NFL, this is a huge weekend regardless because this you have three games on Thanksgiving Day. You, you're going to have a, some great matchups on Sunday, and you have all of that hype, and everyone basically is off. You have some of your biggest television ratings on these Thursday games for Thanksgiving and the Sunday games, all right? But here's what the NFL is worried about, not only from the national perspective, the attention that gets, but now they have this concern, okay, especially during COVID, because they're worried about the players. Because what happens on Thanksgiving? Say you've got a Sunday game. We'll take the Raiders, for example, here, or anybody for that matter, okay? What's going to happen? They're all getting together with their family, with their friends, with people maybe they have not seen. People are coming into town, flying into town, and maybe they might not have 25, 50 people gatherings at at their houses like they normally do, but maybe they limit it to 8 or 10 like you're supposed to, right? But the bottom line is you're seeing people that you haven't seen probably all year. Maybe you're seeing family or friends that you haven't seen for years and years, and you're having this gathering. You have no idea what they're doing. This is prime COVID situation stuff. The NFL, I can guarantee you, they're frightened uh, this weekend because of that. And they've already slammed the Raiders for over a million dollars in fines because the Raiders have not been, you know, COVID right here. They've done the wrong things. So you times that, you know, times 31, you got 32 teams here, times 32, I should say, 32 teams that the NFL, I'm sure, is really worried sick that more and more people could get COVID, which means more and more potential postponements. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I was watching the news last night, and they were talking about the travel and that. And we've certainly seen stories about how a lot of people are traveling here. Uh, The estimates that I heard said that travel is down, but only about 10% of what it was last year. So a lot of people, in fact, the majority of people, that means it's 90% normal capacity. That means a lot of people are saying, you know what? I'm tired of being cooped up. I want to go see my family and friends, and I'm going one way or another. Mm -hmm. Now, they might not have 25 or 30 people, but it still sounds like a lot of people are going to have 20 to 25 people. Are they going to have six different tables around the house where there's four to a table? I highly doubt it. Are people going to be doing the elbow thing with family in that? No, they're going to be hugging. They're going to be doing the things that families do when you haven't seen people for a long time. It's human nature. I understand a lot of people are upset and they're tired of it. And as much as you want to go by the protocols, why do we see all these outbreaks on college campuses? Because 18 to 22-year-old kids a lot of time feel bulletproof and they're still going to party and think that they can do what they want to. Even older people now, when you haven't seen family, you're gonna. it's kind of right. natural reaction in that. And that's why I agree with you. The NFL is scared. Everybody should be yep. scared, but a lot of people are acting like it, it doesn't matter right. anymore. And mm-hmm. I know that the I know the CDC. One of the big things right. they're worried about right now is mm-hmm. what is the outbreak going to be after Thanksgiving? Exactly. And I, I will say, for one, you know, I contemplated that big time. You know, I was supposed to travel this weekend, and I said to myself, you know what, I'm staying put. I'm staying put basically because of what you said. You know, I could be seeing people on my trip that I haven't seen in a long time, and, you know, I'm conscious of it. I've been doing a lot of traveling, not so much the last couple months, but trying to be very, very careful. I said, you know, I've had enough travel, but you got to be careful because this is, you're more susceptible, I think, you know, in these winter months. And again, there are so many people, like you said, they're going to be coming out maybe for the first time because they're tired of it. So I'm staying home. 
You know, it's a little bit of a hard decision, but I said, I'm staying home. Just, and that's what everybody should do. Just be smart, be safe, cover your, you know, wear the mask coverings, just like we've always talked about with Dr. Madison and on the show. Just, you know, be smart here. But you're right, Frank. There's a lot of people that are, not, that are reckless. And we've seen these players, college, NFL, basketball, very careless and, and, and don't care. People in our own town, the Raiders, being very, very careless. So, Well, we've seen you on OV miss a football game. That's you right. Know? I mean, it, you know, yeah. it, it, again, it is widespread. And, and, it, and it, when it comes to family and friends, especially when you haven't seen it for a long time, I'm not necessarily a hugger. In fact, I'm not a hugger. Yes. Don't but, hug Frank. No. But a lot of my friends in that, if I haven't seen somebody, if I see my best friend, he's going to give me a hug. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I'm going to go do it. He's going to come on, dude. Uh, all right, fine. One time. Don't do it again. I'm trying to think. Have we ever hugged? No, we have not. Never? You, you no. got that? Even, no, even, I know even that. Even when you, you came back from your accident? No. Yeah. Right. Armando, our buddy Armando, when I was in the hospital, sitting in the chair in the ICU with six IVs in me and the th- and the yeah. collar on, he goes, I'm going to do this right now because for the first time in your life, you can't do anything about it. And he gave me a hug. And I was like, you SOB. And he, goes, and he was just laughing. He's like, I know you can't do anything about it right now. The one I used to go to the church that I used to go to all the time, which I should probably start going to again. But, um, you know, but now people aren't going to church as much either. The pastor and the people there, the deacons and that, they would get the idea. They'd be like, yeah. they'd go up and they hey, oh, that's right. Frank doesn't hug. So it's yeah. like, no, no. <laughs> you know, what, and my motto has been for my lifetime. You know, if it's a woman, it's a hug. If it's a guy, it's a slug. <laughs> Don't invase my space bubble. There it is. All right. <laughs> All right. The big seven-footer is going to join us. Uh, we'll is he talk- a hugger? Yeah, actually a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because he more, seems like kind yeah. of a nice sense of the he guy is, that would he like is. to hug. And, and usually, like with us, it's that handshake and then the hug, the it's embrace like the, behind. Yeah, yeah. The, bro the bro hug. hug the bro exactly. hug. Yeah. So a lot of bro hugs there. But we can ask him that. But more importantly, with all of our guests here today, we're going to ask him about what's on that Thanksgiving table as well, too. The Cartwright Family Contest. Oh, what a doozy this is. You, you, I, I, another. I'm not going to be able to part, the, the partake in this. Thanksgiving dessert? Yeah, yeah no. I, I wish it was that. That'd be a lot better than what he's come up with this week. <laughs> The Big 7-Footer will talk NBA free agency, food, and a whole lot more. Brian Salmon next hour. Brian Benowitz as well. Don't you dare go anywhere. T.C. Martin Show on a Thanksgiving Eve day sunshine trip. This is five-time NBA champion Bill Cartwright. When I'm in town, I always listen to T.C. Martin. You should too. All right, we get ready for a little Thanksgiving. The Big 7-Footer is going to be enjoying it. I know he got his walk on, his exercise. He's paced himself to go, I'd probably say, the seven, eight-course meal tomorrow. We'll find out what is at the Cartwright family table. And we'll also find out the latest of the Cartwright family contest. we got all that, some NBA and more with the five-time NBA champ, Big Bill Cartwright. What is going on, my man? It is all about the college football today. And... All our USF Dons, as a matter of fact, will be playing today, so you should be very excited. Okay, first of all, I don't know what, if you hit the scotch and the cigar early or what, but it's not college football. That's, that's, that's tomorrow. College basketball is happening, and the Dons, they're at the tail end of their game right now. I, I've, been, I've been watching the score. I don't know if you have, but, but things are not going well at the Mohegan Sun Casino. I don't know if those guys uh, stayed up late playing some blackjack or whatever, but you got to beat. The University of Massachusetts at Lowell. You're not doing that right now, seven-footer. What's going on? Yep, they're not shooting the ball very well. I'm actually watching the game. Okay. And it could happen. Look, it's the first game of the year. 
they're always funky, and it is what it is. So uh, the start of the year, you always kind of find out where you are, and you kind of build from there. Uh, the coaches that we have, whether it's Todd or, or Kyle Smith, uh, they've always done a great job, and and we'll see. So, uh, but like I said, the first first game of the year, oof, that's that's a nightmare. Yeah, especially when you got to travel cross country and you're in a bubble situation. So, did you get invited to go on this trip here? Well, think about this, and you know this is that our first game was supposed to be in Vegas. That's right. That's right. You guys had, they had, they had the tournament. That got canceled. That got canceled. Right. Then they were going to go to Nebraska. <laughs> that got canceled. And then now, just like boom, all of a sudden, they're going to Connecticut. So, uh, you know, it's not the ideal thing. I mean, we would have loved to have come down there. We could be uh, uh, chewing down a big dog right if we're. Uh, and, and and some beer for Vegas, but uh, it just didn't happen. Well, I know. We go to our favorite steakhouse. You have our favorite dogs over at Freddy's. I mean, it was all dialed in. And, uh, you know, wouldn't have to wait till March. I know. I remember it was circle in the calendar. And you guys had – there were a couple very good teams that you guys are going to be playing in this tournament. But, unfortunately, it did get postponed. And, uh, that, and Frank and I were just talking about this. Oh, this was the tournament at the Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just tough. It's too bad for the kids because, uh, you know, you got to give it to these guys. These guys have been working. These guys have been working for more than a month. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're just playing. They're just playing. They're trying to play it out. Uh, uh, you know, I, I actually feel really good about this team. Uh, but, but like I said, uh, today they really struggled scoring. I was really surprised. Right, there's still because, time. There's uh, still time left. There's about six and a half minutes to go here. So, uh, what five yeah, because, five minutes to go? They're down fifty-seven fifty. Come on back, Don's. Let's go. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're we're, we're not going to panic. You know, these are all great kids. Uh, we're 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 applauding for them. They just have to find themselves, as does every team. You know, and you always see the start of the season. You always see upsets. Always. Um. Top teams are gonna get knocked off. That's just that's just what happens. Start the season until you find yourself and you find a rotation and guys are feeling good. Let alone in this funky uh, COVID climate, uh, how could anybody feel comfortable right. playing here? You know, you have. Uh, uh, I'm not a big fans guy because I think you play the same anywhere. But things are just normal right now. Yeah, I know. So, I'm just happy to have them playing, period. I know I know. I was looking at uh, the schedule, and I see that there's at least 20 games that have been canceled today. And uh, unfortunately, we've seen it in college football all over the place, but that kind of seems to be that uh, get ready for it, and they better be uh, ready to make adjustments uh, to the schedule on the fly maybe this season because we're probably going to be seeing some cancellations and maybe teams playing other teams or something like that. So uh, you got to be a little bit fluid this year, it looks like, in college basketball. You do have to be fluid, and if you get a, uh, a, a hit on one of your guys, and it, it's two weeks close to the game, that game is canceled. It's canceled. So all everybody has to be responsible. Players, coaches. If anybody gets sick, the game is the game is canceled in basketball. So it's 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 a little bit different. So. Um, Hopefully guys are, and I'm sure most teams are. Most teams want to play. 
Uh, guys are chomping at the bits. Guys, uh, you know, everybody wants to get back to normal, but uh, our guys have been working really hard. I'm sure everybody else has, and uh, it's good. It's good. We're seeing we're seeing a lot of basketball today. All right, UNLV opens tonight. Their season opener, 6.30, Thomas and Mack Center. No fans allowed. We'll be checking it out, though. Montana State is the opponent uh, for UNLV, and I know that T.J. Altsberger and his squad really looking forward to finally getting on the court. And again, everything cut short for all, all of the world of college basketball you know, from last year. And uh, so, yeah, looking forward to see what the Rebels do tonight against Montana State. It should be fun. And like I said, these first couple games, these first uh, couple, three, five games, are they just have a funky feel to them because you're, you're getting yourself accustomed, you're getting your team accustomed. You know, and you, and you just got to find in your way. But then after that, I think guys got to settle in, they take off, guys shoot the ball better. There's a lot more predictability, both offensively and defensively. And, uh, and, and the coaches have a better rotation, so I think it's good. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, joins us. Bill, let's talk a little NBA free agency. This has been very strange, as we know. We just had the draft last week, and then immediately we go – into the free agent signing period. Uh, obviously, never seen anything like this before with the crazy timing, late start of the NBA season that uh, we'll get underway here in a few weeks. But uh, let's talk about some of these free agent signings. Again, every year, it's record numbers. And I know the casual fan will say, why is this guy making this kind of money? It's out of control. Uh, just to name a few, Brandon Ingram signs. He goes from, uh, you know, re-signs with the Pelicans, a $158 million deal for, I don't want to say a marginal player, but but definitely not a superstar player. Gordon Hayward, who's been, uh, you know, full of injuries his entire career, uh, leaving the Celtics, going to play with, uh, with Charlotte, with your boy Michael Jordan, $120 million deal. Fred Van Vliet finally making a name for himself, loved him at Wichita State, uh, re-signs with the Raptors, gets himself a big deal. Those are just to name a few. We've seen the Sacramento Kings uh, go crazy here uh, with De'Aaron Fox, giving him a max deal. Give us some thoughts when you see these record number of contracts and then pick out one or two that really has piqued your interest here. Well, look, I'm, for one thing, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, and, and, and good for the guys. You know, the guys, for one thing, have put themselves in, to have, uh, have an opportunity uh, to go out to play well and then sign sign a huge contract. I, I, I think it's great. I think it's great for them. Uh, it's great for the family. Uh, and, it's cool. and uh, you know, if, if I'm a fan, I'm, I'm happy. Why would you be unhappy? Uh, to be able to lock down a, a really good player for a long period of time, uh, and when, why do they get the money? Because it, it's it's available. It's 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 available. I would think you'd be more concerned about uh, if I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan, or if I'm a Brooklyn fan, or if I'm a Laker fan, or if I'm a Golden State fan about. Teams that have an opportunity uh, to win a championship, what free agents they are going to bring to the team, and how are they going to win a championship? To me, that's more of a question than guys who are just 
have an opportunity to make money. So when you see teams like Milwaukee, and they're able to add Drew Holiday, or uh, a team like the uh, uh, Miami, and they're able to add Bradley, uh, it's going to be. I think it's going to be really, really interesting to watch Brooklyn play this year. In particular, they have a new coach. They've got their superstars coming back, and they add Jeff Green to the team. I think that's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be interesting to see Chris Paul in Phoenix. I don't think they're going to win a championship, but I think they're going to make them a much better team, have an opportunity to get to the playoffs. Everybody wonders what's going to happen with Houston. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. So to me, it's, it's more about that. It's more about the teams that like have an opportunity to win a championship, to challenge. Um, I'm not a big uh, advocate of uh, wondering what our um, uh, new guys coming in, the guys that came out of the draft. Uh, those guys are are young guys. They have to learn how to play basketball. So I just think it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be a little change of the um, climate this year. Uh, the Lakers have already put themselves in a great position. I think the Clippers are going to be who they are, even though they have a new coach. I think Denver is going to be who they are. Uh, when they're healthy, I think they're pretty good. I know that Portland thinks they're pretty good, even though they're dom- uh, guard dominant. So um, I think I think it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year for basketball. It's going to be a little different, obviously, because of the virus. Who's going to take care of themselves throughout the course of the year? Who's going to stay healthy with the virus? Who's going to stay healthy with injuries? Uh, very sad for, for Golden State to be able to lose a guy, uh, Thompson, who uh, is a good guy. Worked his worked his keister off all summer and and injured his other knee. So just all those different elements of teams that have an opportunity to challenge, I think that's going to be really really interesting and who's going to get off to a good start. You mentioned Houston a little bit and wondering what's going to go on down there. Can you ever remember a time or was there talk in locker rooms amongst players in that? when players were talking about wanting to leave a team because of the owner's political views or his thoughts about anything else in the world? Well, forget the political views. I mean, you've, you've had a formula that just has worked. And it's like, how much longer are you going to stay with it? Um, whatever you're doing, it hasn't worked. As a matter of fact, it's getting worse. Um you actually had an opportunity to win down there and they had Golden State on the ropes and um, that's when um, uh, Chris Paul got injured and couldn't play. So, uh, I, you know, it's an obvious time where you're going to have to move on from that. So, we'll see what happens. Nothing's happened so far other than they've added Boogie Cousins. And uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens down there. But uh, uh, I I see them making a change as opposed to staying where they are. Okay, my man. 
we know we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, what is on the Cartwright family table tomorrow? Uh, oh, we're a traditional guy. Uh, I know a lot of people are into these fried turkeys, and I have tried that actually, and it's not bad, but I like a traditional bird stuffing, uh, you know, mashed potatoes, gravy, and the whole bit. So I like that. I like to wash it all down with a piece of pumpkin pie. Wash it down with a piece of pumpkin pie. What are you going to do? Put it in a blender? What are you going to do there? You going to smoke it? What are you going to do, man? Hey, you just you just you just wash it down. And you just eat it. So, uh, but but I'm a pretty traditional guy, and uh, you know, like you said, there's going to be a lot of football on. There's going to be a lot of hanging around and. Um, naturally, I'm, I'm going to get my walk in before uh, and, and to try to make some room. Uh, you got to get a little movement going. Yeah, and you will. And we had this conversation before every holiday, and you will not partake in any of the doing the dishes afterwards. I mean, you will make your way from the table, comfy, uh, lazy boy, couch, and here comes a scotch and cigar, right? You're not going to partake at all in the cleanup. Uh, that's not necessarily true. You know, we have a small group. Uh, we are not going to do our normal uh, 50 to 60 person dinner. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, my wife, my, uh, my, my, my grandson, who's visiting from Chicago, my grandson, Trey, who's 13, visiting. So it's going to be the three of us. Uh, so... Uh, yeah. That's, wow. That's, so no, no trip to sack and no uh, big gathering. That that that's breaking news. That's but again, you're adhering to uh, what the governor is telling you to do. Okay. All right, man. So here we go. Uh, give us the holiday themed uh, Cartwright family contest this week. I'm I'm sure this that just has to be the barn burner of all barn burners. This has been our most active. Contest people. We got any music there, Numchuck? All right. Have flocked to it. They've, they've, they've what? People have flocked to it. Okay. <laughs> so, and the, and the contest says. I can hardly wait for this. Who is. Who? Who? The greatest bird of all time. Who? Is a bird a who? Me, the bird. The greatest <laughs> bird of all time. The greatest bird of have you lost your mind? The bird first you go with you go with uh what do we go with a magazine? Then we went with a book. I mean, who is your audience here? We're not even getting okay into sports anymore. We're not getting into food anymore. We're not even getting into beverages. You've gone to birds. What is this? An episode of the Beverly Hillbillies with Granny? Uh, you know, going out with her binoculars? Are you birds? Who cares about birds? What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? You're kidding me, <laughs> birds, dude! What has happened to you? Have you fallen yes, off the? What are you? What are you doing? This has been our most active contest right now. Five minutes after we sit out our contest, we have four people answer. People are more excited about this contest than anyone we've ever had. People, in case you don't know, love birds. They love birds. Frank, do you love birds, Frank? 
Oh my! I, I I don't mind some birds. I mean, when I think it's not of what this, I asked, you. I mean, Big Bird would be the first thing that would come to my mind. Then there's Tweety, there's Woody Woodpecker. But right. since we're a sports show, I would go with Mark the Bird Fidrich. Wow! 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 <laughs> birds. That's 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 a good start. That's, but I'm just telling you that this is a excellent category. And I would think that you would want to get on it because look, we got basic stuff: bald eagle, hawk, crow, blackbird, blue jay, hummingbird. Listen, I'm, here's where I'm going to go. If you want me to participate in this, I only the, here are the only birds I know: cardinals, orioles, uh, falcons, falcons, eagles, seahawks, seahawks. Uh, there, you know where I'm going. That's all I. Know. And I'll give you one. I'll tell you one that I remember when I was a kid, named after me, the Great Purple Martin. Do you know that? That is a bird, the Purple Martin, number one bird of all time. Well, well, we, we, we do we do know that Randy Johnson wouldn't vote for seagulls. That's true. <laughs> or Dave Winfield, for that matter. Birds! You are killing me with the birds. birds! Who can't? You did not come up with this, my friend. I know you too well. You didn't bring birds. No. What? I don't see you going through Golden Gate Park like, hey, I'm going to go watch birds today. Are you, you are kidding me. You're killing me is what you're doing. Well, for one thing, I, I, I killed you with the books because apparently you've never got a library. Lost me. I killed you with the magazine because I tried to shorten it up. That's no good for you either. And then now you have no appreciation for something that millions of people do every day. Now, that's not my fault. You have to diversify yourself a little bit. Frank, am I off base here? Are you with me? Or what's the deal? Walk out of the gym a little bit every now and then and see what's outside. Walk outside and see what's going on. Right now, you're killing yourself. (laughs) Millions of people love birds. Millions. He is so adamant about this. Is it just me, Frank, or what? I don't, this I mean, is one of the greatest Frank, Frank, Frank's taking the middle right here. Can't get a word in edgewise. So. I mean, it, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of a lot of people do love birds, you know. But, but would you have a, a contest lot. for it? No, yeah. I, Seriously, I, I personally best wouldn't. of bird. The bird. Oh, come on. How about a minor bird? That's the only one that can talk. It can defend himself in this contest. That's it. That's it. We're done. What are you, what are you talking about? We're, we're, I'm trying to help you educate you. That's all. Yeah, now, yeah, now yeah. You, books. You, yeah, right. Birds, right? That's right. going to educate me. Well, I do know a lot of people know that turkeys can't fly thanks to WKRP in Cincinnati. Exactly. Yeah. Can we put a turkey on there? A turkey is a bird, right? Even though it can't fly. A turkey is a bird. Can we? It is a bird. That's the official ruling. So I want to make sure here. You, you, you might pick the ostrich because you want to put your head in the sand over this contest. I do. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. We got to get rolling. Hey, enjoy your small gathering, uh, your traditional Thanksgiving, and uh, there you go. Enjoy, my friend. And, and, and to the contest, it's a bird. That's why we're doing it. Yeah, I'm with Frank. Mark the bird, Fidrich. There you go. How about right. a pterodactyl? Pterodactyl, Flintstones. There you go. See, now it's now it's becoming interesting now. As, well, it's true for you guys. If you guys can go something with sports or a cartoon, you're good. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. That's what we do here, man. That's that's our that's our entertainment <laughs> level. All right, brother. Be good. We'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Adios. Bill Cartwright. You know that that contest is for the birds. <laughs> God. It literally is. So Birdman and Alcatraz was not your favorite no, movie. No, can, can it get any worse? He's gone down the toilet with this. He's gone. It's, it's done. He's got to give up the contest. 
It's over. Going to be a lot of bird going down the toilet tomorrow, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right after dinner. A lot of bird droppings. <laughs> All right. We come back. Brian Samuel joins from News 3 and also Brian Benowitz. We got UNLV to talk about, college football, NFL, a whole lot more. T.C. Martin Show. Alfred Hitchcock, the birds. Yeah. <laughs>